Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. This is episode number four. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. And with me, as always, I have the man with the plan, Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you tonight, brother? I'm doing very, very well. How are you doing, man? Fantastic, man. Really excited about this episode. Really excited about the future and everything that's going to come with it. Uh, that being said, we did an interview with Otto Gentile, who is one of the co-founders of Can-Am Wrestling, our partner. Um, it was a great interview. I really enjoyed it. One of the most uh, genuine individuals I have ever met. The work that this man has done for professional wrestling, for the love of wrestling, for the community, for those less privileged um just phenomenal individual i i i was blown away i'm never short for words and he kind of caught me off guard a couple times there where i didn't know what to say he was just uh just a great great man and um you know i'm i'm, I'm hoping that everyone really enjoys this conversation we had with him uh, Otto's first class first class gentleman all the way an amazing guy great guy and i appreciate him giving us his time uh, to interview him it was a great interview i hope you all enjoy it yeah, we covered everything from his career to when he fell in love to fell in love with wrestling to his career, to character to the characters that he he portrayed uh, throughout his career. Uh, we we talk about Can Am Wrestling, the promotion itself, the inception of it. We also touch on the academy. So anyone who wants to become a pro wrestler, who just wants to maybe learn about pro wrestling. Um, you know, that's all going to be there for you guys as well. So at this time, I want to say to everybody, thank you for, for, for downloading this episode and uh, enjoy. And uh, we'll talk to you guys after. Here it is, our interview with Otto Gentile from Can-Am Wrestling. Hey, hey, everybody, it's Chat Sam and Chance back at you once more time. Uh, with me, as always, is my buddy Chance. Michael's Chance, how are you doing, baby? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? Uh, fantastic. You know what? Really excited today. We have Otto Gentile with us. He is one of the co-founders of Pan Am Wrestling out of Alberta, servicing Western Canada. Uh, Otto, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. I know it's a real busy time for you with four shows coming up uh and this week so uh thank you so much brother for coming out and joining us and uh yeah thank you it should be me saying thank you to you guys thank you for having me on and giving me an opportunity to uh spread the good word awesome man well no you thank know what you, it, yeah, it takes two hands to clap if, if you, one hand can't make a sound so together we make sound and together we make the sound that people want to hear um as usual, first thing I always like to ask anyone who kind of comes on here, Otto, when did you fall in love with wrestling? When did you know that this was the goal? The first time I ever saw Stampede Wrestling on television, I think I was maybe six or seven years old. Mm -hmm. that just that It hooked me right then and there. Just the the good versus evil, the, the storytelling that Stampede Wrestling did and uh, the characters that were there. Uh, and then to be able to go to the pavilion, that just, 
Man, that meant everything to me. Not only would we go there on Friday night with my uncle, but on Saturday morning, I'd be in front of the TV just to hear the interviews that they did because the interviews they would never play down at the pavilion, right? So, yeah, uh, I'd probably say I was about six or seven years old. Fantastic. And do you remember what it was that you saw that just gripped you? Like, who was it? Like, some of the greatest workers to ever come from the sport. Dynamite, yeah. uh, Davy Boy Smith, yeah, yeah. Art, uh, Dr. D, David Schultz, Gamma Singh, and the list goes on and on and on, yeah. right? Yeah, no, for so, sure. I mean, for me, it was also Stampede that kind of got me. Um, it was uh, Bret Hart. No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Bret Hart and Bad News Allen. I don't know if he was going by Bad News Allen at the time. All I remember was I came home and uh, my dad turned on the TV. I'd never seen wrestling before. He was in the ring with Ed Whelan having an interview. And I don't know who the heels were at that time. They came out and just ripped the shirt off of him. Like he was wearing this leopard shirt that his mama had bought him. And I started crying because I'm thinking, what are they doing to this guy? And then Brett, Owen, Bruce, and all of them came out to save him. And since that day, man, I have not stopped watching. Exactly. Fantastic. Us, right? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. So that's when you fell in love. When, when did you decide that this is what you wanted to do? When did you lace them up? Uh, really, I've been, I was wanting to do it for the longest time. And just working different jobs and, and trying to get into the field. But it was uh, 1988 that I started training. And uh, I got in the rough way, let me tell you, because I met Steve Gillespie, uh, God rest his soul. He was my uh, trainer and mentor, uh, Dr. Hannibal, other, uh, if uh, anybody else knew him from Japan days. Yeah, uh, yeah. Old New Japan days. And uh, he told me to come to uh, Southland Arena. So I went there expecting mm. to come into the gym and seeing a ring, but there was no ring. He picked me up and slammed me on the gymnasium floor and told me when I was flexible enough that he would train me. And it took me six months because I was really into bodybuilding at that time. Uh, I bodybuilded a few years I came in second in southern Alberta and eighth in Alberta in my weight class mm -hmm. the but the bug was there for wrestling I've always wanted to be in wrestling so I finally got flexible enough where I went to see him and uh, started training and uh, let me tell you man my training was uh, hard don't get me wrong because I didn't get this right away I don't think anybody gets this right away it's an unnatural act throw yourself on your back but to be training with guys like chris jericho lance storm rick titan uh randy rudd uh black bart all guys that were legends for me to, to look up to uh seeing these guys being wrestlers you know be, before me but Getting the opportunity to get in the ring and train with those guys was just unbelievable for me. What was Rick Titan like? Rick Titan, uh, you know, everybody was scared of the guy, but he was really, man, just a gentle giant. Yeah. You know, he's no uh, longer with us, right? He, he's... Yeah, he unfortunately is no longer with us. Uh, really wish he was still around because he had a lot of good years left to 
mentor and mold young kids. And it's a shame that uh, he passed away so young. Do you feel he yeah. regretted? Um, you probably have spoken to him a lot more than we ever had the opportunity to obviously, but um, did he ever regret doing the fake razor thing? Do you think he, or did he enjoy that? Uh, you know, from what I got from him, I think he, he, he really didn't like doing it, but what can you do? You know, when you're, when you're given an opportunity, you can't mm -hmm. say no. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Anybody, any one of us would have gotten that opportunity if we looked like Razor Ramon and they said, we, we want you to do the fake Razor Ramon. Well, okay. I'll give it my best. Right. Yeah. 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 That's what Rick did. And I mean, he, I, shit he did a good, really good job man like he looked like him he acted like him everything and uh it's just un unfortunate that it didn't go anywhere yeah i know i remember when he came out too like i was actually at home watching raw when jr put him out i'm like holy wait a minute no and then you see it i'm like oh okay but yeah i mean it was from afar they were like almost identical yeah exactly yeah yeah because oh, some of your favorite matches that you've participated in sorry what are some of your favorite matches that you wrestled during your career, your most memorable? Uh, my most memorable, you know, you may sound like I'm crazy, but I had a lot of hardcore stuff. Um, I wrestled some legends from Japan, Juggernaut, and uh, Face. So those were some of the greatest matches I've ever had. But really, when you go against your teacher, your mentor, those are always the best matches you can ever have. And whenever myself and Steve Gillespie got in the ring together, man, we tore the house down and we tore each other apart. And my, I remember my dad coming into the dressing room one time after a match at the what we deemed the Can-Am Arena, the back alley nightclub. And we had both split each other open. And I remember my dad coming back there saying, you guys are crazy, crazy. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome, man. Uh how, how did Vinny Fever come to be about? How, how was he born? And it came about as a rib on me. But I took it as a rib and I made it work for me for, geez, I'm still making it work for me. You know, like, I, I mean, they, that's what I was, I've been known for was Vinny Fever. So uh, I had fun with it. I mean, it was uh, an alter ego that I put together that was, uh, Vinny from Welcome Back Carter and yeah. Saturday. So I, Dr. Volta. And uh, I'll do it all over again. I would love to. I love the Vinny Barbarino, man. Welcome. Welcome Back Carter was awesome. Okay. Um, so you've obviously worked with so many amazing talents that you've already mentioned here and whatnot, but uh, what are the ones that stand out for you? Who did you enjoy working with? And if you're comfortable, who are some of the talents that you rather have not worked with? Jesus, man, I, I had some, some of the hardest matches I've had were just against my partners from 25 years ago uh, when we first started Can-Am Wrestling with Steve Gillespie and Steve Wild. Mm -hmm. And being on the road together constantly all the time, you, when you go on the road, you're taking 10 to 12 guys with you and you, you're learning to work hurt, you're learning to work sore, you know, so some of the best matches I've had were against those guys, but I mean, uh, the likes of... Uh, Dr. Luther uh, ring, rings a bell. Uh, Steve Rivers, the All-American Steve Rivers, the, the Black Dragon. 
Vern May, uh, uh, Vance, Nevada, Mr. What the hell do they call Mr. Beefy Goodness. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, I've, there wasn't a guy that I didn't have fun working with. I mean, especially from our era. Yeah. The guys were a little different than they are today. Um, mm -hmm. We went out there to make each other look good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Did you ever have a match against Scotty Mac? Uh, no, I've never worked Scotty Mack, but uh, he's working for me now, and I, I couldn't be happier, man. I think the guy's incredible. Scotty Mack actually started with me 25 years ago when I first started Can-Am Wrestling, and he broke in with us. Yeah, I believe he mentioned that when we talked to him. Uh, he, you know, he spoke very highly of Can-Am and all that it's provided him. So, uh, yeah, you know. Oh, he's, a, he's a great guy, and uh, yeah. man moniker was made the uh most decorated wrestler from the pacific northwest it's uh it's a true statement man he is, is. Yep. I'll tell you, man, that guy can work with anybody it don't matter who it is what size they are and uh he makes everybody look great and he makes himself look incredible would you say he's the true mechanic of the sport what's that would you say he's one of the true mechanics of the sport oh hell yeah hell yeah man and those awesome. guys are the ones that you need to uh, to make a promotion work. You need a, a versatile guy like that that can work with everybody and make everybody better. Fantastic. Uh, did you ever have an opportunity to work with uh, Don Callis at all or any form? I have never. I met Don, but I've mm -hmm. never had the opportunity to work with him. Okay. I've worked alongside of him, but never actually up against him. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Awesome. And is he still running his promotion out in Winnipeg, or is he kind of... I don't think so. I think he's working with uh, AEW now. From yeah, what I... AEW, New Japan, he's kind of uh, Omega's kind of second, his manager now. So, um, But Omega's out right now, and he hasn't really been on TV much, so I wasn't sure maybe well, where he's at. Right now, that's the only reason he's not on TV, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, this just takes us right into Can-Am Wrestling. Um, what, when was the inception of Can-Am Wrestling? When did you guys decide to come up with this? And what was the reasoning behind it? In 1986, there was really no wrestling left in Calgary, Alberta. So we thought of, you know, joining the hearts, trying to bring it back. They didn't want to do it at the time. So we came up with uh, Can-Am Wrestling and in 96, it was about six months that we tried to put things together and we finally started doing shows at the Back Alley Nightclub before we started taking it out on the road. We wanted to make sure that the, the show was road worthy, right? So we, we had obviously build our roster and stuff like that. So that was the inception of it. And we needed a hook something that could get us shows that were paid for. So what we developed was uh, drug and alcohol workshop. So Can-Am stands for constantly against narcotic and alcohol misuse. Wow. Uh, I've probably done over 2000 workshops. Okay. And taken some courses. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the course called ripple effects. Uh, I've heard of it. I've, I haven't studied it up on it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. 
I, I took that course, passed it so that we could work solely with First Nation communities that at that time, five years ago, they were having major, major problems with kids and drugs and alcohol and, and the bullying. Like it, it was just, it was getting out of hand. So most yeah. of our work was through the First Nation communities where we went in, we did a workshop, and then as a reward, they would get a show that evening for the whole entire community. Nice. So that, that was cool. very cool. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's really, really good. Um, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm just so processing that. That was amazing. Uh, that was. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, so from, from where your guys started, what was the goal for Can-Am and to what extent, how much has that goal changed now? What's, what's the evolved goal as we move forward? What we wanted to do was set up doing tours, and we did that 25 years ago. We were going all over the place. We went. From oh, sorry, Otto, we lost you there. You've uh, muted yourself. Queen Charlotte Islands out west to Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah. Up east, and we did uh, the uh, tours up to the Northwest Territories and the Yukon. Oh, okay. We went a lot of miles, and uh, sometimes we were on the road three to four weeks at a time. Wow. So, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a time where guys were making money doing this on the road. The good days. So we really just wanted to see as far as we could take it. I know our best year. I think we did two hundred and thirty shows in a year. Wow, dude! Yeah, it was pretty, right. What year was yeah. this? When you go on the road three, four weeks at a time, doing four to five shows a week, it, it, it adds up, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, sorry, Chance, you were asking? Uh, what year was this, Otto? They did 230 shows. With the Can-Am wrestling. No, what, what year? Year. Shit, I can't even remember. I think it was 97 or 98, maybe. Oh, okay, uh, okay, cool. okay, okay, okay. Um, how, how, did, how did you guys navigate through the pandemic? Do you, like how were you able to survive it you know there was uh a lot of days where you can see the gray that has come in and i yeah. blame the for it uh, there's a lot of days i didn't think we were gonna make it okay thank god that there was subsidy to help us keep us alive but you mm -hmm. know we were crazy enough to start this during the pandemic mm -hmm. we opened doors here at the alberta wrestling academy october 3rd 2020 Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, we started off really great. We got 18 students right off the hop. Mm -hmm. Started going to work, training these kids. And then the pandemic hit us where we were open, close, open, close, open, close, open, close. So I had to think of different ways to train these kids. So we started running promo competitions, right. helping them work on their promos. And it worked. It kept them engaged. It, you know, it it kept them tuned into what we were trying to do, and it, it worked. It, and it made a lot of these kids really good talkers. And you know, from being in, watching this business and and studying this business, that you have to be a good talker in order to be in this business. So yeah. anyone now that does a promo, I'm never worried about what they do or what they're going to say because they've been doing this for a couple of years now. 
where they've had to practice these, right? Yeah, no, 100%. No, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, maybe if, if you have, if you feel, uh, could you touch on some of the talent that you guys have there? Who are some of the main state characters that are in Can-Am Wrestling right now? And uh, who should we be watching for coming up? We got a really good mix of veterans and, and young kids. Uh, Veteran-wise, we got legendary Steve Wilde. We got the All-American Steve Rivers. Headline, Sean Martins, Mentolo, uh, the crusher, AJ Sanchez, Scotty Mack, Jordy Taylor, uh, Hillbilly Draco. Uh, top talent across Western Canada, top talent across Canada. And some of the kids that a year ago were in the audience watching are now doing what we do. And there's a couple standouts for sure. Uh, we got a 295-pound foot ex-football player called Rhino Reynolds, and this kid is uh, just coming into his own. Uh, we got a four-foot-eight little person, the Canadian badass. That uh, man, that guy's got no fear whatsoever. Yeah, I've seen uh, some of his work. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, we also got uh, Mr. Tropical Paradise, Devin Veer. A year ago, this guy was drinking draft in the front row, and now he's killing it on the mat. And, I mean, he's had matches against uh, the, the Silver Badger, Johnny Devine. He's been mm -hmm. in the ring with uh, AJ Sanchez, Mentolo. Like, the kid's doing incredible, incredible. And there's also, there's, man, we, we got one kid that came to us at March that's just a an absolute prodigy. You, you show him things one time and he picks it up like nothing. Uh, this is a kid by the name of uh, Aaron Six. He calls himself the runaway rebel. Kind of does a split personality. There, there's Aaron and then there's Six, his wild side. So it's pretty cool to see these kids evolve and I get to live vicariously through them. Awesome. My student I ever worked with I worked with for six months here in Calgary, and he's now with the WWE. Okay. Oh, wow. His name is Sidney I. King Bateman. Yeah. Or you know him as Reggie. Oh, oh wow. Great talent. Great talent. So, uh, Reggie, uh, Circus Soleil, Reggie. Out in BC as well. I know uh, you guys know Aiden Pringle, right? Sin? Yeah. 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 I worked. I, when he left Calgary, because he was a he's a Circus du Soleil performer, mm -hmm. so I already had it in him. But to actually teach him how to wrestle and put all his tricks in that he can do, my God, the the kid's going to be phenomenal. I and he's proving it right now. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I see him every week on TV. I'm still waiting for him to wrestle, but I mean, he's avoiding everybody with those amazing moves. Yeah, and he's he's been in a few matches now, not yeah. not a lot. I'd like to see him get get into a feud where he has to do some actual work. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got the 24 title back now. Oh, no, wait, he lost it again. So, I mean, as soon as he finishes that program. Him <laughs> <laughs> and Dana, they're going at it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun. It's it's a it's 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 a nice little side side. Uh... It's entertainment, right? And yeah. people entertain more than ever now. No, there's so much out there for everyone. We've had to sit in our own homes and got nothing and now people want to be entertained people are tired of this pandemic people Absolutely. want to want to do stuff so it's kind of nice to see 
you know, them trying to at least entertain the the masses, right? hundred percent. Otto, what are some of the most memorable shows that you guys have had in the last 10 years or so that stand out to you? One show that stands out for me was a show we did in Hamilton, Ontario. You guys are going to laugh at this. It was a bar and there was 1,800 people there. Wow. So I think it was a three-story bar. Okay. We fight our way to get to the ring in order to perform. But yeah, just absolutely nuts, man. That's cool. Uh, some of the other shows uh, in the last 10 years uh, are two shows that uh, brought Can-Am Wrestling back out in the middle of nowhere at a place called Elkton Valley Campground. We had first show that we came back with when we introduced the, the titles and and, and all the, we had a 30-man over-the-top rope battle royal for the Stu Hart Memorial Championship. There was 565 people there. Wow. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Awesome. For a campground? Wow. Second show, we had 574 at the same place. Wow. So pretty cool to see that people would actually remember Can-Am Wrestling, for one. Mm-hmm. Get them out in the middle of nowhere at a baseball field that we got pissed on, rained on. <laughs> it was, and they didn't go anywhere. They stayed with it through the whole thing. So that was really cool that uh, they remembered what we were and who we were and, and stuck out through the bad weather and enjoyed themselves for, for a change, you know? Oh, that's awesome, man. That's it's great. Very cool. Uh, very cool. You guys have Slam TV as well on YouTube. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about that and how the listeners can catch all that? I've been watching it. I think it's awesome. You got five episodes up there right now, I believe. Yes, we do. So what I wanted to do was I basically because of the pandemic, right? We had to think outside the box. So we wanted to create an internet show where people could watch what we're doing and get behind it so we can get that vertification check mark so that we could start making money on YouTube. Uh, since we were stuck in this pandemic, what else could we do, right? right. Well, we, we, we tried to figure out a name and, uh, you know, usually it was come get slammed Can-Am style. So I said, well, why don't we just call it Slam TV? So that's what we did. And, uh, we're shooting back ideas about just giving them the product of today. And I said, well, why would we do that when I have the product from 25 years ago? I said, let's give them one match from today and one match from 25 years ago so they get to know what the product was. So that's how we created Slam TV. Uh, so far, we've got five episodes up. I think it's being well received so far. Uh, people that I asked how they were liking it or, or seemed to be very receptive, very, very much in tune with it and enjoying it. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed yeah. that it's you know, I love it. Uh, me personally, I, I've watched, yeah. I've watched four episodes. I haven't seen number five yet. One of the things that I take away, I want to say thank you to the individual who came up with that line. We sell you the seat, but you only need the edge. I think that's the best line of 2022. That's you, Great. of course. I love it. I love it. It just stood out. It just hit me so hard. I was like, wow, that no one's come up with this before. This is amazing. This is a wicked lie. I've used that house for 25 years. We sell you the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. 
That's <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. Great That's probably line, one of the best taglines ever. Um, <clears throat> no, that was great. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, I personally like it for the fact that I'm, I'm watching the match. Without the commentating, you're kind of engaging more so because you really have to pay attention to everything. You know, like at least when you have someone telling you what's going on in the background, you can move your eyes. But in yeah. this format, I find that I have to sit there and I have to watch every moment. Well, that's and what was, I want. I yeah. just wanted to get these episodes out so that people get familiar with us. So season two, we plan on trying to put a commentating team together. But you know how it is. We've got to find the right two guys that can feed off each other. Yeah. yeah. That's key, right? So we're, we're working on that. And season two, uh, obviously season one is called Homecoming for a reason because we finally came home to the Can-Am Arena that we were at 25 years ago. Awesome. Uh, so it's called Arrival because we now have arrived and this is going to be our breakout year. Awesome. I can't wait, man. And uh, we want to say thank you for letting us be a part of this journey with you guys. Uh, this is exciting, really exciting. Part of it. Awesome. Um, that was our statement right from the get-go. Uh, we said to everybody, we want to work with people that want to work with us. Yeah. We created partnerships right around the entire world. We have partnerships with Italy, Spain, Mexico, UK, Australia, India, Puerto Rico, eight different promotions in the US. And the sponsors that we got are just phenomenal. Like, uh, awesome. I mean, to be partnered with Oxford House for one. Yeah. House is a place where people can go to have a safe recovery from addictions. I'm a believer of that because I'm years clean and sober. Okay, fantastic. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, the other one that we work with, Lambert Manor, uh, they kind of feed off of Oxford House and help any and all charities. They raise uh, food, they raise clothing, they raise hygiene products for all these people that are staying at Oxford House and other charities so that people have something. And then, uh, the last one is bikers or buddies. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that on the. I tell you, buddy, if we didn't have bikers or buddies behind us doing the stuff that they're doing for us, wow, I'd be lost. Fair uh, enough. Uh, out to the to the guy that uh, started it all, Jay Sullivan. He's uh, a gentleman that I respect very much. He came to me with an idea of us partnering together. Because he overheard some of the stories that wrestlers would tell them how they were bullied most of their life and then they started wrestling and they came out of their shell and now they're, you know, they're not scared to be in front of a, an audience and performing and, and you know what I mean? So yeah. to be partnered with them and to be able to create the AWABAB, which is Alberta Wrestling Academy Bikers or Buddies, but it also stands for Alberta Wrestling Academy battling against buddy, uh, battling against bullying. Okay. Okay. Cool. Their help. We are going to give communities education, support, and outreach. And pretty much every community that we go to, there's a faction of these bikers or buddies. Uh, so we created a program to try and help youth that are underprivileged that are living in homes, whatever. And they can get a hold of us and one adult can bring three kids to a show 
And these are kids that obviously wouldn't get a chance to come to a wrestling show because they can't. Bikers or buddies are willing to be the one that pays that 20 bucks at the door to get in and take three kids that would never come to a show in for free. Adapt. uh, We call it adopt a buddy. Awesome. Awesome. Such great things like that to the communities that you go to and give back a little bit means the world to me. No, fantastic. And you know what? It means the world to us as well. We're, uh, we, we, we highly promote these kind of things. We want to be able to get back to our communities and, uh, yeah, no, it's just great. That's just great work. Thank you so much, Otto, for, for, for doing that for all of us. You're changing kids' lives. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. No. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to change lives, right? Uh, you know, it, yeah. The beauty of the work that we get to do here with, with the community and stuff, it's, it's, you don't, you don't automatically see the change, you know, it's, it's almost, you got to wait for five, it's like planting a tree. You know, just watching it, nurturing it, watching it grow, and eventually, hope it gives you fruit. Have Have you seen that yet? Have, in in twenty five years, have some of those trees blossomed, and you know, some of those kids that were possibly given up on are now thriving. Yeah, exactly. And to be able to give a chance to a kid that's just because he's got a disability doesn't mean he can't do this. No, true. Yeah. You know? a manager he can be a referee he can yeah. be on the scenes he can do incredible stuff it's just a, a matter of giving these kids a chance instead of saying no to them yeah. that's and living vicariously seeing these kids actually get it is really a, a rewarding feeling i i bet i can only imagine um uh, you know what this kind of goes right into what we're uh, going to go here to next uh, the academy um maybe to share with us how that came about and uh, some general info on how to get involved for anyone who wants to get involved. Uh, we had started with another gentleman that we won't name. <laughs> okay. And it went sour. And uh, I did not want to give up on the dream of having a school. And like I said, I met my partner, Ed, who is, uh, if you guys remember Monster Rhonda Singh. Yeah. Well, this is Ed. It was her cousin. Ah, oh. unfortunately, okay. he passed away. Yeah, but him met and uh, said, "You know, we could do this on our own." I said, "Damn right, we can." And I have a location, so we came to the Gym Fitness Club, and there's a girl here that is the owner, uh, Rebecca Ingram. Mm-hmm. I've known her since she was probably 15, and I. Said, I would like to start a wrestling school. Will you give me the space? She goes, well, you're going to have to come up here and take a look. This is all I have. Now, what we've done is a 40 by 40 space on the second floor. Okay, cool. So we had to build a ring that was one foot off the floor. Okay. Uh, one is about two and a half feet off the floor. So we can still train these guys properly, but we have two rings. Uh, the school is directed around working with kids with disabilities and kids with uh, problems. We take them in, we teach them proper eating, we teach them proper training when it comes to weights, and we teach them properly how to train to become a professional wrestler. So it's more or less giving them a second chance at life through professional wrestling. And once they graduate from the school, because they bugged me so much to bring Can-Am Wrestling 
back and I bless them all for it because I'm having the most fun in my entire life right now at 55 years old. But to have that, give us talent that we create, be now able to perform for our promotion is second to none. We create our own stars. So what better, what better feeling is that than to watch a kid that you train for a year to finally perform in front of a live crowd and absolutely kill it. I know you touched on, that's awesome. I know you touched on this a bit earlier. Um, any particular talents that are coming out of the school right now that the audience should be watching out for? Oh, hell yeah. Like I said, Rhino Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, just came back from injury. Chris Castles. Yeah. Uh, six, the Canadian badass, Devin Veer, Michael May. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Davey Disaster from Humboldt, Saskatchewan. Now. We got another one, uh, Daniel Mayhem, that's finally starting to come in his, in his own. He's a little bit cuckoo, but he's uh, starting to come into his own character in that way. He's kind of like a character that's uh, George the Animal Steel. Yeah. And mixed with uh, the guy from Jackass. What's his name? Steve-O. Steve-O. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, so fearless. And crazy in that way, but he does the antics like George the Animal Steel, so it's pretty cool to watch. Wow, wow, wow. It's been a while since we've had a character like that, so it's kind of fresh and new. Yeah, we got another kid that's from BC, Johnny, uh, Jordy Knoxville. Mm -hmm. Half these great guys from ECW, from Canadian Wrestling Elite, from All-Star Wrestling that come and help these kids. Okay is just incredible. We got such a mixture of veterans and rookies that work together on our shows. I mean, our shows are great. Our, they're, they're, we're taking it back to where wrestling meant something. You muted yourself again, Otto. Hey, Otto, you muted yourself. Hello? You're on mute, bud. You're on mute. Can you hear us? Hello? How do you? Hey, I got back. you back. Yeah, yeah. Back. So sorry, we missed that whole thing you said. Can you say it again or, or another rendition of it? Sorry, I lost you there for a second. I didn't hear what you said. Sorry, yeah, you muted yourself. So we completely didn't catch anything you said there. Oh, shit. Uh, where were we? Um, you were talking about up and coming talent and, uh, who we should be looking out for. Uh, Chris Castles, Rhino Reynolds, uh, Davey Disaster, Jory Knoxville, Devin yeah. Veer, Michael May, uh, who else? Canadian Badass, uh, Daniel Mayhem, a guy that does a character kind of like George the Animal Steel. You were talking about that guy. Yeah, and Steve-O from Jackass. So yeah. it's just like the mixture of our veterans with the mixture of these new kids that are really hungry to get in there and get in front of a crowd is just incredible. And the veterans working with these kids to make them better on every show and uh, the kids having no fear just makes our shows incredible. It, it's so much fun to be involved. And especially now that we got the crowds coming back, 
to entertain these guys and to hear the crowd get involved in a show. This, it makes the hair on your arms stand up. You know I what I mean? It. I get it. I get it 100%. Um, that brings me to Brink Psychology. I, I, I was looking at the, the Academy's page, and I know that you have a class in psychology as well. Um, for yourself, was, was it something that just kind of came to you, or was it something you had to learn and it clicked in a match? How did you finally figure it out, or are you still figuring it out? Uh, I think I've got it figured out. It's you got to really it, – it, it takes time. It definitely takes time to, to have it click in your head. Mm -hmm. what to do, when to do it but it's really you got to have that crowd in yeah. front of you so that you can feed off their emotions mm -hmm. that's how psychology works and when right. to put in this move when to put in that hold mm -hmm. you know it comes together <laughs> with the crowd i i just i, I got to give my hat off to those guys that did it without a crowd like mm -hmm. wow you know to put a match together without crowd response, yeah, is definitely something else. Well, I mean, I guess that's where you were. Really some, were some of your favorites growing up that had great ring psychology that you try to take after and mold your style to? Oh my God! If I, I'd be an idiot not to say Brett the Hitman Hart, like to watch that guy work in the ring, uh, Stone Cold, uh, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Triple H. All those guys, man, like just to watch them perform and put matches together that not only put you in there with them, but to watch them and learn from them is absolutely incredible. Did you actually ever get the opportunity to work with any of those guys? Oh, I wish. I worked a few guys. I worked, uh, you guys remember Kurgan from the Oddities? Yeah. yeah. I worked with him. Cool, cool. And Muck and Singh was a part of the RDC too, right? Muck and Singh from Stampede? Wasn't he a part? Yeah. Mike yeah I've had his work for us. I mean, I've had some of the greats work for me. Uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Muckham Singh, Gamma yeah. Singh, yeah. The Cube Assassin, uh, Keith Hart. Right. Uh, Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Uh, Bruce, he knew about us and I'm blessed to have him here as our head coach, but I've never actually got to work with him in the ring. And you know what? I'd hate to work him right now. Him being 72, he still has one hell of a chop. Yeah, well, if, he's any, if he's anything like his old man, right? I think it runs in the family. <laughs> and trust me, he stretches us very well. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Otto, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Um, how, how can people get involved? How can people reach out to you guys? Um, if anyone's interested, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, TikTok. We're on all social media platforms. Okay, we'll get uh, that all out to the listeners for you guys. YouTube, definitely. It's all at Can-Am Wrestling uh, or at the Alberta Wrestling Academy. Uh, check us out. I promise you will not be disappointed. It's uh, a little bit of old school with a new school flavor. That's you guys awesome. love that. Hey, uh, before we, we wrap this up, you got four shows in four days coming up here, and a couple of those are TV tapings. And from what I understand, some doors are going to be open. Want to shed some light? 
What do you mean by that? I heard that some forbidden doors might be opening in the next couple of days. Oh, we have a, uh, a a company that we're working with, Canadian Wrestling Elite, and mm -hmm. on Saturday night in Red Deer, not one but both championships: the Canada Junior Heavyweight Championship and the Canadian Wrestling Elite Heavyweight Championship will be on the line. So we have opened a forbidden door. Uh, the promoter out there, Danny Duggan, is agreed to work with us, and uh, I have agreed to work with him. And we have a match between Mentalo, the zombie killer, against the headline Sean Martins in uh, uh, Medicine Hat, that both titles will be up for grabs. So oh, we'll that's exciting. Comes through that forbidden door yeah. as champion. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. Liking the results that I'm doing on Facebook, uh, fans can find them there uh, after every show. Uh, sometimes it takes me a little bit to get to them. As you can tell, when we have four shows in a row, it's very difficult to keep up. So be patient and the results do get put up and posted on our Facebook page all the time. Awesome. Otto, I want to say thank you so much. I know this is a real, real busy time for you guys uh, in Can-Am Wrestling out there. Uh, I, I want to say on behalf of myself and Chance, we wish you guys the best for the next four days. I hope everyone's safe and everyone works safe and comes out of everything safe. Um, hopefully we can uh, touch base with you in the next couple of weeks here, or if not sooner, just to see how the rest of the month went and uh, you know share some of the details of, uh, awesome, of, guys. of, of those days. Thank you so much. Like I said, again, if you guys want to get a hold of us, albertawrestlingacademy.com. Uh, Can-Am Wrestling and Alberta Wrestling Academy on all social media. Check out our Slammed YouTube show. And if you want to talk directly to me, my number is 403-369-3677. And if I don't answer, I will get back to you within that day to uh, see what's up. And uh, any sponsors that want to come on board, hey, the more help we can have, the better. One team, one message. 100%, man. 100%. Otto, thank you so much. Thank you again for all your time and all your energy. Um, Otto, I got to say, man, you come across as a genuine, humble guy that's doing great for the community. And my hat's off to you. Thanks for giving us your time. We really appreciate it, dude. Thank you. Thank you much man I'm just, like i said uh, that was one thing i needed to do was give back awesome you are you're giving back you're giving back and lives it's yeah. the best thing wow good for you yeah awesome you guys being our podcast that uh, gets our words out i can't thank you enough for uh, reaching out the way you guys did and uh we're going to do some incredible things together. Thank you Absolutely. so much. No, I, I, the future is bright, and I don't want to wear shades because I want to see that sun shining on my face. Awesome. So, awesome, brother. We will talk to you soon. Everybody, thank you very much, and thank have you. a great night. Hey everybody, welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview that we did with Otto. Um, a lot to take away from that, a lot of great community work that this man does. Uh, I was just blown away and, you know, what, what was your takeaway from this? 
I thought it was a very good interview, very entertaining, very thoughtful. Uh, Otto's got great character, a genuine man, one of the nicest guys I've ever talked to, and it was great. I appreciate him coming on. Yeah, I know. I, I'm looking forward to talking to him again. I'm looking forward to uh, working with Kadam Wrestling and uh, trying to, you know, build our brand and build their brand and, you know, working together. I think we can accomplish a lot of really cool things going forward here. But hey, uh, you know what? Again, I just want to say thank you to everybody for taking the time to listen to this and to hear what Otto had to say. So for those of you who are interested, here, here is how you can stay on top of Can-Am Wrestling. Uh, on Facebook, you can find them at Can-Am Wrestling. On Instagram, Can-Am underscore wrestling. On Twitter, at Can-Am Wrestling, all one word. If you're interested in the Academy, it's the Alberta Wrestling Academy. The phone number is 403-369-3677. Again, we want to say thank you to everyone for taking the time and the energy for for choosing us and for listening to us. Um, As I always say, thank you for letting us take up some of your time in your years. It's really important to um, acknowledge the fact that you guys have a lot of options and choices out there. Uh, So thank you for that on behalf of myself and Mr. Chance Michaels. If you guys are interested, we are on Facebook at Samp and Chance Pod. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter under the same handle, Samp underscore Chance. So once again, uh, thank you very much for your time, your energy, and your great vibes. Uh, Please like and subscribe. You can also find us on YouTube. Uh, at Tap and Chance. So, you know, please, please subscribe, like us, download us, give us a five-star rating. The better reviews we get, the better things that we're able to do. And uh, yeah, we, we want to build this up to something extraordinary. So those, those that are with us now, buckle in. The journey is just beginning and the ride is just going to get even better. Uh, on behalf of Tap and Chance, I'm Bobby Sampson. And in the words of the great ACDC, for those who download our podcast, we salute you. I'm Chance Michaels. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great night. Please be safe till the next time. And in the words of Mr. Iron Sheik, be humble. Have a great night, everybody. Talk to you soon.